this is Caitlin and Shelby, and welcome to the Bump That Podcast, where we talk about life, ministry, and all the ratchet things in between. Sometimes life just has those moments that you gotta say, Bump That. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Bump That Podcast. This is your girl, Caitlin. And your girl, Shelby. Listen, you guys, what's going on? I hope everyone had a great week. It has been raining. Yes. All week. (laughs) (laughs) It has. It really has. And there's been some flooding in some parts of California. Uh, But I think we're doing okay. I think we're doing all right. (laughs) We're doing okay. It's not flooded here. I, I hope it stays that way, too. I don't, we don't need to be floating to work. You know what I'm saying? We don't need to be kayaking to work. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, Shelby, what's been going on with you? Uh, not much. Um, just, oh, I did um, I did work a little bit last week. Um, I watched some kids and had some fun with with some babies. Nice. So that was fun. Um, what about you? Um, try to get Easter egg stuff ready for our Easter egg hunt. We got all our 2,000 eggs last week. So, and we got some golden eggs in there. Hey. I don't know if that means we're going to put anything extra in them eggs. But <laughs> 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 it's just for show, I guess you could say. <laughs> so I've been trying to work on that and just just working. Just working. She worked hard for the money. <laughs> so I thought with all of the extra rain and um, the snow that we had and the hailstorm that we had, I thought that um, our th- our seeds that we planted yeah. were going to be no good. You know, I thought that we were going to have to replant, but we have sprouts. We have sprouts. Look at God. Look <laughs> at God. Yes, I can definitely tell our lettuce is is work is growing. No, I I checked them today, and there's more sprouts in the other really? ones. Really? Yep. Look, we got onions coming in. Got some dill. So we hey. gonna have full on garden going on. Come on now. Look at us. Well, won't he do it? Won't he do it? Listen, that's a whole sermon right there. Even in the storm and the rain. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Don't get me started. Anyway. <laughs> Man, so listen, guys, we are going to welcome you guys to one of our new segments that we're doing called The Struggle is Real. And so we'll have a guest um, coming on to the show every time we have this segment. It'll be about once a month. And so we're going to just kind of dive in into who they are, their story, and about what God has done in their life. But most importantly, like, this is real-world stuff that that goes on every single day. And so I'm sure you guys are going to love this and enjoy this. And so I want you guys to welcome our guest for today, Mr. Harlan Harlequin Scott. Harlequin Romance. Romance. (laughs) Romance. My handsome hubby. I'm out here on the Bump That podcast. What up, Ma? <laughs> what up, Ma? We made it. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have some fun with this day. <laughs> we out here. <laughs> so one thing, one thing we're going to be doing with our guests, they're going to be sharing their Bump That of the week. 
And so Harlan, go ahead. You got you have a bump that you would like to share with us. Uh yeah. So uh, we'll talk about it uh, where I work out here in a little bit. But I work at a school, and uh, my bump that today was. Y'all gotta forgive me to this, this little kid. All right, well, by little kid I mean like seventh grader. Mm. He drew a picture because we got into it, and, and I work with with ED kids, emotionally disturbed kids, so they're they're tough. They got some, you know, they got some edges around them, and so uh, found out this kid had drawn drawn a picture of a gun and of someone who was white holding a gun towards someone with dreads who was colored in black mm. after we had kind of got into it. That he know he don't know nobody else who black with dreads. Okay, continue. Not here in Ukiah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's it's just me, right? <laughs> and so I'm I'm guessing that that was kind of a, a threat towards me. And so I guess the major bump that was the next day so I had te- I had texted my boss and sent him the picture, and he was like, okay, I'll let you know after these meetings or whatever. So the next day comes, and I haven't heard from my boss. And my wife had gotten up super early that morning. I was getting the boys ready and uh, for school. And my wife texted, like, hey, have you heard from your boss? And I was like, no. She was like, you know, you, you probably shouldn't go in because they need to they need kind of take that seriously. And so I kind of thought about it. And then I texted my boss. I was like, yo, I didn't hear from you. Like, what's going on? And he was like, I'll be in there this morning. And so I get into work. Um, I kind of pull next to the kid. Him and his dad are sitting outside before school starts. And I come inside. And he's normally he normally comes in, like, super, like, right on time. Anyways, and then the boss came in. And he was like, where's everybody? And I was like, you know, this student's just sitting outside in the car with his dad. Like, it's pretty sketch. I don't know. And and then eventually the student came in and, and they talked. But I guess the bump that is, nothing was done about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. bump that. Because, like, if you're drawing pictures of me with a gun, that means you have thought about doing something. It's, it's definitely premeditated, even though... Yeah. He may have said, "Oh, that wasn't that's that's not what it was." He was definitely not in the right headspace, and he was premeditating something. And we all have seen the news, and 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 I guess I kind of kind of disregarded it a little bit until I really put some thought into it. I'm like, man, the world's just getting crazier right and on. crazier, and, and kids are 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 doing all these things that we didn't think were possible. Yeah, and. And who knows? Like, I should probably take this a little bit more seriously. Um, yeah. And, yeah. and really trust my wife on that. And so, yeah. yeah bump that, man. Ain't nothing happened. Right. I'm like, uh, and the, yeah. the sad thing is that he will never learn from what just happened. Right. Yeah. So then he's either going to do it again to me or he's going to do it again to someone else. Mm. And who knows from then, like, if you actually follow through on it. Right. And so that's the that's the really spooky part. And, and and it's sad to say, but some of these kids, they some of them have nothing to lose. And so I think that's what the the most scary thing is, is that if they have nothing to lose, then then I mean, who knows? Some of these kids out here that we read in the news, they just throw it all away because of a hate or because right. of 
what frustration, whatever it is, they just mm-hmm. kind of toss it all away because they have nothing to lose. And so, and here you have a clear red flag that something right. is going clear. on. Yes, right. And they're just like, oh well, we talked to him. I was like, like That's uh, not you're cool. good. You guys are good. He did. Nah, I ain't you. coming to work until y'all get this. I'm like, <laughs> what other black guy with dreads that he knows? Like, right. Yeah. That was me. No. Mm-hmm. Y'all gonna give me paid leave until we until y'all get this straightened up. Cause there ain't no way. Ain't right. no way. No right. Way. You know how many times I like messaged him <laughs> that day <laughs> on Friday? I messaged him so many times making sure he was all right, you know. Yeah, I was good. Right. I was good. And we have we have seen in the news just recently, like um, a teacher who had a student in the classroom, and the kids were like, "Oh, he has like weird stuff in his backpack," and he's been showing kids that's in the, on the playground like like little stuff that he probably shouldn't have. And here's the teacher like going to the administration administration office, like, "Hey, I think he might have some bullets that he ain't supposed to have, or whatever the case would be." And they never took her seriously until she got shot. And it's just like, why didn't you listen to me the first time? Even if I am just being cautious or there's nothing wrong with being overly cautious. Exactly. America has gone through too much with mass shootings in in schools. Yeah, like we need to be overly cautious. Yeah, yeah. Can't bump that. Bump that. That's that's sad. I didn't I didn't hear that, but that's. Trust me, I didn't want that to be me this week, and so yeah. that's bump that. I was I was a little fam, I was a little spooked <laughs> yeah. as I thought about it. Yeah, but yeah, that's crazy. I didn't I didn't hear about that story. I didn't hear about that either, actually. Yeah, you can just look it up, and, and that's the thing. Like we always hear this stuff on the news, and then it it kind of it starts to come reality. Yeah, even if it's just a little snippet of, it, and you're just like, this is insane. Yeah. This not is insane. Cool. Yeah. It's not okay. Man, we need to bring whoopings back. Oop, mm. did I say that? Hey, man, that? Hey. <laughs> wait. I don't know if wait, I'm supposed to say that. We in California. We in California. We supposed to I mean, bump that? <laughs> question mark? <laughs> Listen, okay? Woo, child. Well, Listen, if you got to bump that moment, please email us at thebumpthatpodcast at gmail.com. Or if you have a um, a specific topic that you want us to, to hit on or anything like that, please just email us. We'd love to hear from you guys. Yes. Yes. If you have a topic, we are going to call those hot topics. So write us. Send them in, and yeah, let's get it cracking on here. Let's get it cracking. Let's get it cracking like it. Hey, <laughs> like crab legs. Crack, crack. Okay, so. <laughs> what? <laughs> crab legs sound so good right now. Anyways. Bro, I just saw a TikTok of the proper way to break open a crab and to, to slide so the whole easy. It's so whole easy. Piece I saw of crab that, leg yeah. Out. Wait, what they do? They, like, so, hit it. So they, they crack the. They, so you know how you pull out, like, the joint? Yeah. Whatever? And then you crack the the end of it to where it like comes out, like just the, crack the end of it, and then you just tap it out. What? And the whole yeah. the whole thing slides out. And here I am, too fat and lazy. I'm like, <laughs> crab legs is too is too much work. Just like Ain't how I feel about money. like how I feel about ribs. Like I'm like, I just want the meat. I don't want to have to work for the meat. And so hey, 
I might have to try that crab leg trick. For real, because you know how many times I had to fight for that little piece of meat? All my life I <laughs> had to fight. <laughs> <laughs> And only little pieces come out. You be like, listen. <laughs> <laughs> my butt getting cold. I'm hungry. Wait, <laughs> when, when was the last time we did crab boil? Um, when was it? Let me it tell was you, like Jan- January. I was so mad. <laughs> I was livid. I love crab. I love seafood. I love. All that. I was livid because I was I just. It was too much, bro. <laughs> and, and every had, little every little piece, I was no. like trying to suck the little get, the meat out, bro. And it get just was not coming out. Get out I of was here. mad. I had to take it out for him because he he was done after like I was three done. Or four. I gave up. I'm like, bro. <laughs> I gave up. <laughs> I bought all of these crab legs. You better eat this. Oh my! He's like, gosh. I'm done. It's too up. much work. I'm like, okay, let me let me do it for <laughs> you. You know, cause. some people they get fancy with like those uh, tweet, yeah, yeah, little tweezing. They be cracking it. I'm like, no, I just want to snap and get the meat out so I yeah. can eat. But we too broke to get the king crab legs, which are a lot easier to mm. get out. We got to get them little tiny ones. Mm. <laughs> little tiny ones, and then you got to pull out the scissors from Dollar General to try to cup cut up the. Uh, Cut all the <laughs> joint so that you can actually get the meat out. Don't do Dollar General like that. <laughs> My bad. We ain't got no Dollar General. Dollar Tree. We got Dollar Tree. You know how those people on like who be doing like mukbangs? They do like the seafood seafood boiled mukbangs. They're pros. Like they be crack. Please no. And I'll be like, oh, how? No. How are y'all doing this right now? <laughs> Harlan can't stand those mukbangs. I can't stand mukbangs. They be all smacking. I'm, I'm like, please. Be love, love is bad. Oh she is. God. I can't. That's I can't what she's really known for. Smackalish. Yeah. No, mm, I can't. I can't do that it, that much. It instantly <laughs> makes me want to go hurl into the toilet. <laughs> hearing wow. that, it's, it's just not it. Oh um, my god. I don't know how people do that. Is. Man, that sounds good. I want some crab legs now. <laughs> Just eat it quietly. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm eating at home, I'm going to eat it how I want to eat. Oh, okay? No. <laughs> oh, no. Okay? All right. So before we dive into um, today's, like, meat of, the, uh, meat of the show, I have to ask you this, Harley. Okay? Yes. Are you... A Gryffindor, <laughs> Hufflepuff, Ravenclaw, or S- S- Slytherin? <laughs> <laughs> you be Slytherin in these streets. Get out of here. <laughs> we the people want to know the truth. So, um, I'm actually Gryffindor, but I'm not gonna lie. I got some Slytherin tendencies. Uh huh. I got some Slytherin tendencies. <laughs> Unlike you, you won't admit it, but I will admit it. I got Slytherin tendencies. Uh, first of all, we took the test. We did take the we test. We took the test, and I have Hufflepuff tendencies. Mm. Actually, we're we're kind of like a swip swap. I'm Hufflepuff with Gryffindor tendencies. She's Gryffindor with Hufflepuff tendencies. I was actually kind of surprised. I thought it was going to be Ravenclaw, but... Mm. Okay, Harlan. Don't let Harlan fool you. Hey, ain't nothing wrong with it. Hey, I know you seen that TikTok of the Slytherin, the uh, 
What was it? The H, the Slithers and the HB. <laughs> <laughs> Historical black colleges. They was getting lit. <laughs> they hey. was getting lit. I would, I would, hey, come on. <laughs> they was getting lit. Hey. If I have to show my Slithering card to get in there, I'll, I'll do it, bro. Hey, I'll come in there. <laughs> Listen, okay, I have my gold maroon on coming in, clowning with y'all. I don't mind. All right, guys, you heard it here first. Gryffindor, Slithering. Gryffindor. Citizens. The maroon and gold right here, right here. All right, so let's dive right into this. Okay, so we're going to be talking about the next generation today and some of the some of the things that, you know, he's seeing, we're seeing, um, some of the struggles of dealing, dealing with, you know, the next generation and, and the things that they're struggling with as teenagers, as um, young adults, um, and how, how God's going to work through that. And so, Harlan, can you tell us a little bit about what you do? Yeah, so, um, as I said earlier, currently I'm working in the school. I'm working with the county, uh, Mendocino County of Educa- Office of Education. And so, I'm in a something called a TSP classroom, a therapeutic support program classroom. And back in the day, they used to call it TIERS. And so what we do is we um, take all the kids that have like um, IEPs and that are labeled, I hate using the word labeled, but that's what they are. They're labeled like ED, emotionally disturbed, and just have some horrible, horrible trauma in their lives and that they just don't know how to deal with their trauma. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we are trying to use, utilize skills and, and, and help them build skills so that they will be able to function in the classroom. Yeah. And so that's what I'm currently doing. Um, back a couple of years ago, before I was doing this, I was also working in the mental health field at a place called Tapestry, and I was considered a care manager, which was like a, um, like a, it was like a rehab specialist. But I worked with mainly foster kids in their home and in the community and helping build skills. Mm-hmm. Um, it worked hand in hand with therapists to come with practical skills of of how to overcome their trauma yeah yeah and i mean you know me harlan and shelby we've all worked with youth for a really long time whether it was in ministry or just in our jobs you know um whether we were in missouri or texas or arizona or here in california and so even like me working like in the group homes for almost four years and then working in the school district and Boys and Girls Club, and now I'm back kind of in that same field of, you know, rehab specialist of, of that of that end. And so it's really interesting to see the things that they're struggling with. And I don't know, sometimes that's just because of the area that we're in or the times that we're living in, but it's a, it's a, it's a different type of struggle. It's different. It's yeah. different. It's different even in the classrooms. Yes. Yes. It, it, everything these days are more internalized, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not so much externalized. Like back in the day, kids would destroy classrooms. Kids would flip over desks. Kids will yank stuff off the off the walls and, and stuff like that. But right. nowadays, kids are experiencing more depression, more anxiety, and they don't know how to overcome those situations. And so it's more internalized. Mm-hmm. And therefore, they shut down. They recluse. They uh, it comes out in other different ways that are more 
self-destructive instead of like mm, material yeah. destructive. Yeah. And, and it's something that we never really thought of or it, a word that we never really um, contemplated when we were growing up, which is trauma. Yeah. yeah. We never really, we never really, you know, I didn't really know that word or understand what that word was until I moved out here to Mendocino mm-hmm. County mm-hmm. and yeah. actually seen what trauma was and how kids are dealing with trauma or the lack thereof dealing with it. Right. Yeah. And how their past experiences and all the things that have, that have traumatized them in their life, how in their brain they're unable to, to come out of their amygdala, which is the fight or flight They're We call it the lizard brain. <laughs> and every time they're faced with a situation, they either fight or they flight. And they're unable to use their prefrontal cortex to make good decisions, yeah, mm. rational decisions, yep. because they're stuck in that lizard brain. That's a little science for you guys, you know. Mm-hmm. But they're stuck in that lizard brain, and so what we do that tra- trauma puts them in that that lizard brain, it, in that lizard brain, because think about it: uh, whether they were traumatized by their parents or locked in closets or. Um, drugged out or having parents drugged out or whatever all that is traumatizing what do they have to do they had a fight to survive or or or, fl- or flight right mm-hmm. or or run away or whatever it was to survive and so they just that's all they just that pattern just kept on happening and then they just get stuck yeah in that lizard brain mm-hmm. yeah and um. i i feel like cuz we're in our early 30s growing up we dealt with trauma differently like our parents helped us deal with trauma like I know like in my household like whatever happened at whatever happens at the house stays at the house Mm -hmm. like whatever happens in the family stays in the family uh and so I mean granted it did make you have tougher skin it did make you like you know stronger as a person but then you get to 25 and you're like why am I? Why do I feel like I'm dealing with things I should have been dealing with when yeah. I was, yeah, a a, a kid? Because mm-hmm. it never got dealt with. It was put on the back burner, and now I'm going through real life adult stuff, and it's now it's coming back to the forefront, bigger than it than yeah. it ever was. You know, percent. It is something that we have to do, especially in the church. And we heard someone say it today: is we got to get rid of the stigma. That we can't, mm. that God cannot utilize counselors and therapists to help heal people. Well, mm. and so what happens is we see the cycle, mm-hmm. right? We see the cycle a lot of times with with alcoholics and stuff, but we also see the cycle in trauma, yeah. where parents they don't deal with their trauma, and that yes. came from their grandparents, and then they're passing that trauma on to their kids. But it is okay to get help. Yes, yeah. it's okay. Yeah. It's okay to be in the church and say, hey, I see a therapist. It's okay. Absolutely. Because we believe that God can work through someone to heal you in that aspect. Yes, God can heal you just like that with a snap of the fingers. He can, but he also will use a therapist. He will yes. also use a counselor yes. if you open your heart to him and yes. let him use him. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like parenting has 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 a hand in What's going on right now? Like, do you feel it? Like, maybe it's just kind of because I know when we were growing, I don't know. It's just different. Like growing up, we different. you know, like I joked about earlier, like we got whoopings, right? 
But it wasn't like I was getting beat every day. It was, I asked you once, I asked you twice, I asked you a third time. Now I'm going to, yeah. now I'm going to this to help you understand not to do this anymore. Or, yeah. you know, no means no. You're going to be okay if you don't get this or you, if you don't get that. And I feel like right now, it's like, I'll do anything for you t- just to pacify you right now. To, to help yeah. you, yeah. you know. You know, if you're gonna so cry you don't throw a fit, so you don't act out, or yeah. So here is, like I said, it's totally, totally changed my mind on a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Moving out here to Minnesota, don't count him. But I would say here is a lack of parenting. Mm. Gotcha. Yeah. I see a lot of kids who their parents are hooked on drugs, who their parents are seeking multiple relationships. And they're just kind of pushing their kids off to the side and not parenting at all. Yeah. And I see that a lot in almost all our kids that at one point in their life, their parents, their parents did other things besides parent them. Yeah. Now, some of them may be trying to reconcile and maybe trying to, to, um, what's it, what's it called? Um, when you like reunify reunify with their kids mm-hmm. may, some pe- people may be doing that but at one point in time something else came before their kids yeah mm-hmm. whether that was drugs alcohol i can say sex right yeah sex with other people relationships anything mm-hmm. right and so that's what i notice right now with a lot of the kids that i have worked with over the past 5 years is there is a huge need for parents to step up and actually be parents. Yeah. Mm. Opposed to, like, doing other things. Or, like you said, there are parents here that are like, hey, like, how can I almost pacify you so that you don't act up or pacify you so that you don't um, cause a scene or whatever? Like, how can I do that? And a lot of parents turn a side eye to younger kids doing drugs. And I'm a, I have like a 12-year-old who has done hard, hard drugs. Mm. 12. Mm. Wow. That makes my stomach hurt. And I'm not talking to just about marijuana. I'm talking like yeah. hard drugs. Mm-hmm. And drugs are so easily... Ex- like you can... Accessible. It's accessible Yeah, here. Yeah, like... Yeah. And it's sad. It's sad. It's super sad. And it's funny you say that because, I mean, like working in the group homes, the system's kind of broken a little bit, right? Like, oh, we want to do everything that we possibly can to help our parents, you know, reunify with their kids. But there were so many times, like, we'll have a client, they're packed up, ready to go to have their visit with their with their parents. And then their parents will call right before they were supposed to pick them up. Oh, we can't pick them up today. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm too busy. I have to I have to work late. If your kid is living with you, you have to figure out as the mom, as the father, how you're going to navigate having your kid back at home. You can't just drop them right mm-hmm. before you're supposed to pick them up. And you'll just see their faces like right. they don't want me. Right. So why would why do I want to act, you know? Right. Why would I want to? No, I'm going to cause a riot. I'm going to act a fool. I'm going to do everything I possibly can to get any kind of attention that I can because the people who are supposed to care for me Mm. don't. Yeah, that's 
we see that kind of behavior all the time. That's just self-sabotaging behavior. And in their minds, any attention is better than no attention. Yeah. And so that means even negative attention is yeah. still attention. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, we deal with that all the time. They will just purposefully act out to seek attention from anyone and everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That yeah. hurts my heart. It really does. As a mom, like that, that hurts my heart. It's hard. <laughs> and let's be real, like, blood is blood, is blood, right? And if there's one thing any anybody wants is to have a, a good relationship with their parents, mm-hmm. is to have that connection with their father and their mother. And so no matter, and I've seen it time and time again, no matter how horrible those parents might have treat that that kid it's really all they ever want that's all they want is i just want i just want my mom i just want my dad mm-hmm. i know they treated me wrong i know they did stuff to me i know they i had one client that their mom trafficked her mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. but she was like i just want to go back home to my mom and even though it's toxic even though it's unstable even though it's dangerous it's because i mean I'm your kid. I just want to be loved. Right. I just want to be loved. I just right. want to be by the people who in, yeah. birthed me. Yeah, like, oh. you know. And it's just like mm. it's hard it to watch sometimes. Hard. That hurts me. Yeah, it's hard to watch sometimes. And so, on we're in ministry, right? Kids yeah. ministry, youth ministry, and we kind of see this nonchalant attitude of like God is almost optional. Mm. Right? Especially after COVID. Yes. And I tell people this all the time. Like COVID, it changed people's perspectives. It made people feel like church is optional. Yeah. Gave people excuses. It gave people excuses. Like, oh, I can't go to church because I don't want to get COVID, but I can go to the store. I can go to Costco. I can go to the gas station. I can go on vacation. I can go on vacation, but I I can't go to church because COVID restrictions. And so that that whole COVID, believe it or not, has changed a lot of things in our society. In our society, slithering coming out. In our society, it's really changed a lot of things. Like it made people a lot more lazy. Yeah. Where um, there's a lot of different jobs that could be possible, and some people just don't want to work anymore. Yeah. They want a job that they can just sit at home. Yeah. I mean, because that's what they were either used to or that's what others did. I mean, mm-hmm. they work from home. And so, I mean, it really, it really made a lot of things. It really changed a lot of things, but especially in youth ministry, and not even just in youth ministry, like I said, in ministry, in ministry period. period. Yeah. yeah. We saw a lot of people in 2020 who we thought were faithful kind of just turn away. Right. And we haven't seen them back because of that kind of mentality. It was almost like, I hate to say it, but God was almost like uh, what? Um, he was shaking up. He was shaking some stuff up. Right. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and he was separating like the wheat from like you know what I'm saying. Like he was, 
he was like in a wine press or something, sh- moving stems and stuff. Yeah. Which is sad to say, but that's spiritually how you can look at it. And, um, but yeah, it, it's definitely hit our ministry hard. Like, yeah, it really has. Before COVID, we were, man, we were rocking. We were gaining momentum. People were faithful. And then COVID happened and we're like, okay, where's, where's our students? Right. Where, yeah. where are the people that were here that were excited that were, yeah. you know, we were pouring into them. Like, where are they at? Mm-hmm. And it's not a lack that we weren't trying to reach out for them because we were reaching. <laughs> we were reaching. We were sending messages. We were calling. We were doing all these things, like yeah. trying to be in their life. We built some relationships, but it just became this attitude of it's optional. Yeah. 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 Back in the day, we were drugged to church, right? <laughs> we, I mean, well, some of you, you guys, guys have heard. We I, were, I didn't get drugged. Well, we were drugged, <laughs> right? We were drugged to church. I, I, I was drugged to church all the time. But I have an appreciation for what my mama did. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I'm instilling that into my kids. I can't tell you, I can't tell you how many times. Before, like, there's times where Kaisen was like, I don't want to go to nursery. Or Samara, well, not Samara. Samara loves nursery whatever. But Zane was like, I don't want to go to kids' church, whatever. Okay, well, you're going. Sorry right. about the Sorry. luck. We got to do like, things. <laughs> me as your parent, like, you you still got to get fed. Get fed. Right. And, and we have to get fed and as And not well. just get fed, but, like, I'm raising you to be a leader. Yeah. Yeah. Like, help lead. Yeah. Like, be an example. Like, and so that's just something that was instilled into my my DNA and my wife's DNA and, and even yours. I mean, I know you weren't drugged to church, but that was still instilled into your DNA. Yeah. Where we were like, hey, where can we, what can we do? How can we help? How can we like, serve? How can we serve? And today people are just like, like, how can I stay home? <laughs> right. <laughs> no, no, seriously. It's true, though. It's so true. Like, in like, my mom didn't go to church, but she supported me in it. Like, right. oh, if you that's what you want to do, fine. Like, go ahead and go. Which, it ca- it's one of those things, like, I wish she was involved so she could see what was going on and see the fruit of that and actually make participate in that. But she, she never, she never did. So now, you know, being... And at the age that we are, yeah, she still doesn't really understand the whole aspect of following your purpose, following your calling, letting God order your steps fully, right? And so that's why it's so important to be involved in your kid's life on their journey of understanding, having their relationship with Christ, because yeah, you're gonna be th- you're gonna be their example, you're gonna be their support, and so you can't just support them. When you're like, oh, well, you don't have to go today or you're just no, you know, yeah. you know, you don't have to serve today. You don't have to do whatever, because then it's showing them that. Well, you know, I can say I'm still a Christian, but not really participate. It, and it, it speaks. Sorry to cut you off, but no, it speaks good. volumes whenever someone will be more uh, put more effort into sports and put more effort yeah. into being committed to a team than to their faith. Right. Mm. Yeah. Which is what we've, we've seen that. Yeah. It's like, how can you be so devoted and so committed to a sports team? Like, you got to show up for practice. If you don't show mm-hmm. up for practice, you don't play. You're at every game. You're at every tournament. You're at all these different things. But when it comes to the spiritual stuff, 
youth or kids like if they say they don't want to go you're not making them stay committed right like that just speaks volumes and i preached a couple weeks ago and i and i was talking about the family the you as the parents have the number one influence Mm -hmm. on your kids' life. That's right. Yeah, that's right. In youth and in kids, we get a hour and a half a week Mm -hmm. tops, maybe. Yeah. Yep. But what really influences your kids Mm -hmm. are you is you as the parents. Yeah. Yeah. And. And school. Mm, or yep. there are other influences. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so I said this in my message. I said, if you, as the parents, aren't giving them what they need, aren't teaching them what needs to be taught, then they will learn it from somewhere else. Right. Yeah. Yep. And it's not going to be just from us from an hour and a half. Like, we're a great tool, but we are not like, you know what I'm right. saying? We, there's mo- yeah. we, They need more than just an hour and a half of us. Yeah. They need you pouring into their life. They need you being the example. They need you leading them. Right. They need you to 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 hold them up to to be to, for them to be accountable. Yeah. And you you lead them mm-hmm. like. Otherwise, they're going to see the world, and they're going to follow the world because that's what they tell. Because yeah. that's what they that's yeah. that's the influence that speaks louder. If Absolutely. you're not doing it, Absolutely. And being a and being a Christ follower, no matter what age. Is a daily walk. It is a daily thing. It's not something that you know you can just get filled up on on a Sunday, and so you have to teach them that. You yeah. have to teach them that. You yeah. know, and so it's just like it's more than to be just dragging you to church. This is this is your involvement with God. This is your relationship with God on a daily basis. You have to be comfortable to pray on your own eventually. Right. You have to be comfortable to be able to read your word on your own eventually. You have to be willing to take that step of faith on your own eventually. And so you your kid's not going to be able to get all that on just yeah. a Sunday. I should call yeah. it just a Sunday. And that's that's what we <laughs> that's what we preach on. We I've stood up there and told our students like, "Hey, your grandma's you can't live off of your, you can't live and sustain off your grandma's faith." Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. you can't live and sustain off your parents' faith. You got to make this your own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that's just the real the real thing about it. Yeah. And we look we look at scripture. We see great influences like um, Timothy's grandmother gave it down to his mother, mm-hmm. but Timothy had a choice. Yep. Timothy could have walked in that path just like his grand grandma and his mother, or he could listen to the influence of the world, mm-hmm. and so. Yeah, the as a student, you you even as I feel like we have some people even in the church as an adult, as an adult yes. are still hanging on to religious things and they don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ themselves. Well, <laughs> whether that was passed down from generation to generation, but they never took the step and they don't know Jesus. Right. They know yeah. religion. Yes. Mm. They know how to come into the church and to clap their hands and to do the rigorous motions or whatever it is, but they do not, I believe, have a relationship. They don't know right. Jesus. It's ca- yeah. kind of what I talked about because I talked that last week was about having a personal relationship with God. And it was like, you can't come to church having a pastor bringing you to heaven. Yeah. You can't yeah. come to church for the pastor. You got to come to church 
for God. If you want revival, it doesn't start with him, them, him or her, whoever that may be. It starts with you mm-hmm. on the inside. Right. And so we, like how we heard today, the church has gotten lazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's trickled down to our youth, our kids. And so. That's what we call culture. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, just like we all have different cultural, cultural, uh, cultural backgrounds and stuff, but culture influences. And so uh, that could just be the culture that, I mean, it is right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, there is a lot of struggle. There is a lot of trauma, but I keep hearing this word identity crisis. I keep hearing this word identity crisis, and I don't think a lot of people realize that, you, you know, they don't realize that your identity comes from God. And so yeah. when you have troubled youth, peop- kids who have went through trauma, who have never shown them what God's love is like, mm. never had a father in their life, yeah, what do you expect to happen? Right. Yeah. They're not going to know who they are. Right. Mm. And That's so they're tr- they're trying to find that in drugs. They're trying to find that in alcohol. They're trying to find that in stealing. They're trying to find that in sexual partners. They're trying to find that in bringing a gun to school. Mm. Right? And so we all the youth of this age is just so blah, blah, blah. But it's like you have to understand we got to take some responsibility for what's going on. Yeah. Right. Bro, <laughs> keep preaching. No. Yeah, no, no, that was good. Keep preaching. That was good, you know, but you know, we see this in our jobs, and then you know, us being pastors, youth yeah. ministers, kids pastors, you know, whatever that may look like, we see people who you know who understand that they have this responsibility, who understand that they have this option. Of bringing their kids to church and yes. bring and teaching them these daily things, and they don't do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. and it makes you wonder, like, yeah. So, Harlan, what what have been some of your feelings on like how the system works for our uh, youth right now? <clears throat> What system? <laughs> <laughs> Just like, you know, you know, the county, the CPS, uh, the programs that we have installed, installed, but like, this like things that we're, the community tries to do. Do you really, do you feel like it's helpful at times or do you feel like it kind of misses the point of what we're, tr- of what needs to happen? I believe community wise, they do a good job at trying to trying to fill that need. Mm-hmm. I, f- I mean, we have a bunch of different resources and stuff for mental health that deal with children, that deal with even adults, because some adults around here need mental health help to um, – do I think there needs to be more, and can they do more? 100%. But mm-hmm. – I feel like compared to Missouri, like I didn't, I didn't see all this, these resources. Yeah. Like I see out here, you know what I mean? 
Like, mm-hmm. of course, there was CPS and there was the system or something like that, but it's nothing like to the scope right. of what it is out here. Like, I wish I had the statistic of how many broken families there are here in Mendocino County. Yeah. It's huge. Mm. It's like massive. Mm. I, I I wish I had that statistic. I'm sorry. But it, it's there is a lot of hurt, a lot of brokenness, and a, and a lot of healing that needs to happen here within our community that stems from trauma, mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and like I said, it was just been passed down, passed down, passed down, passed down. Yeah, and, it's generational. Yeah. It's just generational. And... And I see people trying to do something about it, but can there be more done? Of course. Yeah. Um, of course. Yeah. I mean. And there's burnout, too, from people who are tr- trying to help and trying to, you know, meet that need and, and, and you know, see what's happening and trying to, you know, fix the problem, I guess you can say, or be the problem solver. But I do feel like teachers, paraprofessionals, uh, rehab specialists, whatever that role may be, case manager, care manager, whatever that might look like to you, there is there is some burnout because if sometimes it feels like if I just do it all this work for nothing, yeah, if I just beat the dead horse. Well, it, it's always hard whenever you help someone that doesn't want to help themselves yes. in that moment. Mm. But I will tell you when you get that one, when you get that one that you help and that you, that you pour so much out to and they're able to turn it around. Like we were at, we were helping with um, the backpack thing and we were, we had our booth or whatever. I seen one of my old kids from tapestry and he was taller. And it, I mean, this kid was, this kid had had some issues. Like I was spending maybe five or six hours with him a week, and I would go into his classroom at at I would go into his classroom, sit with him twice a week, and I was I a lot a lot of therapeutic support was needed. But I heard like man, he graduated out of the program, he's gotten taller, he's doing well, mm-hmm. he, like that just really put a smile on my face and I'm smiling and cheesing now because <laughs> it was a lot of hard work. It was yeah. like, yeah. it was a lot of pouring out and pouring out. And sometimes you just don't see it, but when you do see it, it's worth it. Right. Mm. Yes. But it's, str- it's stressful work. It's <laughs> hard work, man. Shelby will tell you, I've come home just defeated, like yeah. exhausted. Yeah. I couldn't even imagine a group home, bro. Like, I could Listen, the stories. <laughs> Listen. The stories that I have. <laughs> but or to, my, me personally, I love to do the work that I that I do and did. Um, I love to do it, even though it's it, it's stressful, even though it's... But it can be so rewarding. Like, when I was yeah. at Tapestry... Like, I, I kidded around with, like, my supervisor and stuff when I left Tapestry. I was like, yo, can I just not, can I just come back, hang out with kids, provide support, but not do notes? Like, <laughs> that's yeah. that's my major thing. Yeah. It was like, because the production behind it, the the 
logistics or the legalistics behind it was like, okay, I was 20 hours, but I needed 12 hours of billable time. And so that was like 12 hours of notes, which I'm not just talking about notes, but you know how it is. Clinical notes. I know. Yeah. Of like just writing. I'm going to say BS, but it's like clinically like how you therapeutically like supported this person. Right. And so if it was, if it, if that wasn't, if that was like off the table, I would love to just hang out with students in our community Mm -hmm. and help build skills and, show them the main thing was that they saw God's work through my life. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. So like, I remember I had a student who I worked with all the time. He was like, yo, like you go to church. Like, mm-hmm. can I come? And he, he came it. a couple times. Yeah. He did. Yeah. I mean, and then like some foster stuff happened and he like kind of, or he got moved out of placement, like up in wheels or something. But like, he wanted to come because he saw me and he saw my life and he wanted absolutely. to be involved. Absolutely. And so, and they start to trust you because they're like, "You must know something." Now I'm not bro, all of, these kids. Yeah. I you, think they trust me too much. Like, <laughs> not trust me too much, but I think to a point, I'm so cool. It, it oh, you're weird. so cool. Uh, oh, oh, listen, listen, oh. I am so cool. Oh. But no. It gets to a point to where <laughs> <He is cool. laughs> sometimes, like, well, the students, they, they, I'm the type of person, I don't just sit there and I tell you what to do. Like, I'm going to make a relationship with you. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to get on my, get on my knees. I'm going to, I'm going to work the dirt with you. And so, like, I do that with the kids. Sometimes they look at me as like a friend or a partner as opposed to like an authority. And that's sometimes where it gets gray, yeah. like where they, they might smart off to me or something because they think I'm just a homie. But I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, like I'm cool, but I'm not that cool. Like yeah. <laughs> he can't talk to me <laughs> like that. Or like you, you got to slow your roll a little bit and like listen to, to my directives. Like, like I'm cool, but we gotta, we gotta, we got something we got to handle here. You right. Know? Yeah. I don't know how many times I've had old students that I used to have in a group home, clients that I used to have in a group home, who probably gave me the hardest time. And then I'll run into them at the store or somewhere, and they'll give me the biggest hug. They'll be like, man, I remember when you told me this. I remember when you told me that. And, like, now I realize, like, you that was that was real. Like, that was right. Like, that I have to like figure this out, figure that out, and it's kind of, and I will tell them it's because like we love you guys, we care for you. It has nothing to do with trying to put you down or boss you around or anything like that. Yeah. We're just trying to give you life skills yeah. for when you leave out of here, like because that is the hard, real reality. You know, you're not going to have the comforts of the four walls of this group home giving you everything that you want anymore. Like you're going to have to adult. And yeah. that's re- that's real. And so I think even with like youth ministry, it's like you have to take account of your relationship with God because when you graduate out of here, yeah, you're on your own. Not on your own, but like, yeah, you're gonna be faced with some hard decisions. Yeah, mm-hmm. like yeah, and that so, was this is your yeah. reality. Like <laughs> you know, yeah, that's so it's true. true. It's true. Dang. Pinch broke, you owe me a coat. <laughs> I don't know, you nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good to hear those stories of like students, you know, hey, I, 
I think I want to go to church too. Or, yeah. you know, hey, I, I, I'm building this relationship because I trust you. And it sounds like you got a good head on your shoulders because how many people in their life had that? You know, how many people yeah. in their life reflected that for them? And so they finally get to see that and they gravitate to it. Like, right. You know. Yeah, some, some have a- adverse reactions to where all they know is to push away and... Yeah. They may push you away for a little bit, but the consistency of you being there and the consistency of you showing that you care, the consistency of them pushing and you not going nowhere, like that's what that's what really speaks volumes to them. And that's how they're able to trust you because every, everyone else that they probably know have, has gone away or right. has mm. deserted them or has left them. And so... They will push to to see if you will do the same thing. Yeah. Trust, like that's happened. They will push, but if you're just consistent and you are showing that you care and you love through consistency, mm-hmm. man, that speaks volumes to them. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Somebody said something really good today. Like teens just want to be talked to as people. Yeah. You yeah. know. I said I don't even talk to five year olds and baby talk. I'm like, girl, what you doing? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's true. It's true. It is true. <laughs> it is true. You, you want to do, do with a cookie? Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> How was your day? <laughs> Back up, lady. You like, or or no. talking, or just like talking to them as if, as if they. I don't know how to word it. Talking to them as if, like they're not as important as an adult. Right. And they they can they can feel that. Oh, they can they sense do. so they're so oh, smart, yeah. bro. Like <laughs> they can sense through BS. They, they can do. sense through all that stuff. They do. And here's the thing. A lot of times they have been through a lot of stuff a kid probably should have been through. Yeah. You know? And so it's like I don't need to talk to them like they're lower than I just need to talk to them like a person. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? Right. Just crazy. Mm. Harlan, do you see yourself being in this field for for a while? Not youth ministry. Obviously, obviously you know, that's yeah. calling. But, like, in your actual job, do you see yourself? You know, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to sound conceited or boastful or whatever it is, but people tell me I do a really good job at what I do. And so um, many of you guys may know, but Mendocino County is are giving, they're giving back their TSP programs back to the districts. And so I could be not losing my job, but I could get bumped out of my position because um, where I'm at stays a MCOE position, mm-hmm. but I don't have the top seniority. And so I could get bumped and have to go to back to a district, which I don't want to work elementary. That's not my calling <laughs> at all. Uh-huh. And so um, if I get bumped, I may um, realistically I, I I have a a degree in associate. I have an associate's in computer information systems, and I just the other day they called me in. They gave me the letter because everyone needs a notice for being laid off, even though I may not be getting laid off. And they'll retract that letter, but I I've, I put in a resume for the city for computer information systems awesome. or for an information, blah 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 blah. IT for an IT position, 
that someone from the church told me that they had a position. And so, I don't know. I'm just kind of filling it out. Uh, my supervisor came in Friday and was like, hey, what are you what are you planning on doing? Like, because I want to make sure you're taken care of. And she was like, I if you want to if you want to stay with MCOE, we got a job for you. you we could put you down at the community school. But you want to know what's really like. It's really sad because I can go to in and out burger mm, yeah. and basically make the same amount that I make as a paraprofessional. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that, that kind of hurts. I mean, because it is a lot of pouring out and a lot of, right. a lot of stuff. And when you really struggling, you're like, okay, I need to do something different. So well, do I see myself in this field? I don't know. I'm kind of branching off, but I do, I do love helping these kids yeah. as far as like helping them with school, helping them, um, with practical um, therapeutic things to overcome what they're dealing with in life. Right. So I, I do take joy in that. But they need to pay us more. Bump that. <laughs> <laughs> Bump that. I can go to <laughs> flipping burgers, making the same. Like, no, give me a raise. Bump that. No, it's true because like his his hands and feet on the ground. Yeah. yeah. You know, like. You got kids threatening to throw rocks in your cars. Well, okay, this is well, you know, when I was in the group homes, but like <laughs> putting kids in restraints and having to be their mom and their counselor and their therapist and their cook and their, you know, nutritionist and all the things that you're just like, you know, they don't pay me <laughs> enough for this. It's a lot. Like it's a yeah. lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. So, man, well, Shelby, what, what scripture you got for us today? So I got First Timothy 4.12, and it says, Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. Mm. Hallelujah. That's good stuff. That is good stuff. For all our, all our youngsters out there, hey, listen to Timothy. Yeah. <laughs> Don't let anybody look down on you because you are young. Because listen, God uses God uses whoever he wants to. That's right. No matter how old you are. Yeah. Yeah, don't let no, 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 man, you talk your baby talk to you, okay? <laughs> <laughs> why your lip was out like that? That's why I want to know. Good Lord. And two, don't let what you've gone through defy you. Amen. Don't let it pull you back or think that it has limited you. If anything, what you've gone through is going to be so much more to launch you into what God has for you. Yeah. Your test is your testimony, right? Amen. Yeah. So it's just like... There's power under pressure. Yes. Come on. Come on. Power under pressure. Come on, Listen, oil. You, you Come on, anointing Look at oil. the process of a diamond. <laughs> Hallelujah. It takes pressure. Woo. Yeah. It takes pressure. It takes some pushing. It takes. Think about that olive oil. <laughs> that olive oil. <laughs> it takes pressure. Why, why are you saying oil like that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, but truthfully, like. What you what you say? There's the test of your test, the test the, of your testimony. Yeah, your test is your you know the test becomes your testimony. I mean, the scripture tells us that there is power in the testimony. Yes. Yeah. I mean, in Revelations, it, it, you know, 
that's how we're, we'll win is through the power of our testimony. Yes. The things that we've been through and, and that's how we, we will reach people. That's how we will begin to show people the love of Christ in our life is by how we, the gospel has affected us. Yeah. I mean, that's whenever you look into the mirror, you got to be able to look and say, Hey, this is how Jesus affected my life. And this is how, this is my response to what he's done for me. Yeah. And that's what the testimony is about, right? That's right. Is whenever you can look in and say, hey, this is my response. This is my response. Right. Yeah. So, guys, there's some challenges for you on this episode to kind of reflect on. Like, you know, if you're if you're a youngster, like Harlan said, listening to this, kind of think about your relationship with God right now and what what steps you need to be taking to become closer to him. You know, parents, I mean, even adults, because we're all ordained to help reach the next generation, no matter who you are. Right. Like, do we need to take more responsibility in that? Do we yeah. need to take a little bit of accountability in that? And, you know, and understanding that the issues of America right now can easily, easily touch home quick. Mm-hmm. First of all, Okay, I should probably say this on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Everybody, <laughs> just know you better not be bringing no good if I'm working. <laughs> Don't be bringing no good to school. <laughs> no, no, uh, no, we ain't finna do that. Um, but I, I feel like, man, that it's just scary to think like that could be a reality. Yeah. I remember when I was out of school at Amarillo, and it was. It was freaky. I was working for a small independent school district, and we had a day where we did a live shooter, like a shooter, active shooter drill. And I mean, we had the sheriffs come in, like I'm talking real deal, like rubber bullets, like pepper, like I don't know, but real bullets. They were like staged in the library, and like we were just there watching everything, and that in itself was traumatic. Mm. The ladies were. They were there crying like it was a traumatic experience. And it's just sad that we have to have drills like that so that we can be prepared for what ifs. There should there should never be those as what ifs. Yeah, should never be that. Mm. That's that's deep. Yeah, I I remember. I remember that day you came home from that and you were like. That was, that was rough. It was traumatic. That yeah. was rough. <laughs> and I mean, like, I'm telling you, like, the sheriffs came in. They sweeped the place. Like, the active shooter was, like, hiding. Like, the they did, like, the uh, amount of time that it would take for um, the police to come. And, like, it was, it was crazy. It was nuts. Like, I don't know if anyone else is doing it like that, but River Road and Amarillo, they they did it like that. Mm. And it was, like I said, it was very traumatic. Mm. Those ladies were crying, bro. I was like, I don't know what to do. (laughs) 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 But Mm. it's it's something that I'm, this is one of my weaknesses sometimes. It's it's hard for me to... um, put myself in other people's positions or 
we've see myself like that. We've talked about that. That's why I don't be crying during <laughs> movies, right? <laughs> yeah, Shelby. <laughs> Leave me alone. It's, I don't be crying during movies because I don't necessarily, like, I'm an empathetic person and I'm a sympathetic person, but I don't put myself into, like. Are you, though? Yeah, I just, I just <laughs> don't put myself through what's not necessary to put myself through. I'm always like, can you imagine? He's like, why would you want to do that? Yeah, why would you want to imagine that? Why like, would you want to imagine that? <laughs> I can only imagine. No, no. <laughs> no. 2005 Teen Talent entry <laughs> number 47. Nope, get off the stage. Oh, man. Get off the stage. No more. Do only, be, I can only hey, the flag dancers, the one who had the flags, oh don't be playing. <laughs> that song, bro. When I, swear. I see hallelujah. Sorry. Oh get off that song. <laughs> Oh, that and I think like Butterfly Kisses is that even a Christian song? What's Butterfly Kisses, yeah. bro? That was play outplayed Teen Talent like 2005 as well. Butterfly, no, bro. I swear somebody came up with <laughs> Butterfly Kisses. You are tripping, bro. I swear. No, there was another song now. Oceans, oh, that's what it was. Oceans, everybody was singing Oceans. Oceans, listen, I just saw the video of that drummer, bro. He was going to. Town, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. <laughs> she, yeah. She's about to hit the bridge. He goes, he speeding up, bro. He was, he was getting into it. Oh man. He was letting that ocean take him all the way back. Way down with the waves. Yeah, with the waves. No waves of mercy. Hey. Now that's. 1995. <laughs> Everywhere I look. Maybe 1999. I feel like they need to like revamp that song because it's low key kind of a bop. Okay. Everywhere. <laughs> Pump that. We're like, uh, we're looking at you like. Mm. I Pump said that. revamp. I said revamp as a like. Listen, the only acceptable way I would let it be revamped is if it's like hardcore, like with a drop, with a bass drop. And That's what I'm saying. Dubstep. No. Oh. I'm talking like metalcore. Like oh, oh. Breakdown. <laughs> Dang. Leg stretched, head head bobbing. Oh. Like. Everywhere I look. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to his screamo days, guys. Yeah, how well, used to be in a band, yo? A screamo band. He doesn't say it's screamo, it's but not it screamo. Was. Screamo is like way emotional. No. Already, already, <laughs> no. Emotional? I'm not that emotional. Yeah. Uh, if they're screaming, singing, not, no, scream, scream singing. Levels. If they're scream singing, it's it's screamo. If no, they're scream singing, it's metal, metalcore. I can't uh, get out of here. No, it's screamo. Yo, Harley used to have a whole lip ring. I did. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah, I did have a lip ring. Sorry. I want it back too, and I want to get my uh, what's this called? Is it sep septum? septum? I want to get that done. I want to look like a bull. A bull. I want to look like a bull, but like the bull, the bull nose ring. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I had, like I had a hoop? fake. Yeah, I had, I had a fake one, and it looked good. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> it looked good. I want to get it done. <laughs> okay, hon. Oh my goodness. Well, <laughs> I want to say this real quick. Um, I think that 
because you are a male figure out here reaching for the next generation and trying to help and trying to walk in that what God has called you to do, I think that is amazing because there's a lot of students out here, a lot of kids out here who don't have that father figure in their life and they don't have that male uh, role model in their life. And so that's that's nothing to sit down on. That's nothing to look down on. So, hundred percent. Yeah. So I think that's I think that's really awesome. Um. Okay. So Harley, you got some social media you want people to look you up at? Oh, I'm not even that active on social media. Like you that. got a Twitch though. Yeah, but yeah, you can find me on that's Twitch. www.twitch.tv/ogmurky. I'm starting a journey. Of Twitch, um, I'm t- starting a journey of gaming um, and of, of building a Twitch channel and community. Um, I'm trying to reach young people. I'm trying to reach other people through gaming. Um, I think that there's a stigma that um, that you can't that you can't game as a Christian or that you can't make an impact as a Christian in the gaming community, and so. Um, I've been networking and have been talking to a lot of other people who are also Christian streamers and who have been doing some different things. So I'm still building up. I like to play games, but I'm always open to um, having those deep conversations. I've had some people come in and we talk life. We talk about church. We talk about those type of things in the stream. And so I'm working on some stuff. But, yeah, come check me out on Twitch. Um, if you're into gaming and stuff, you can check me out, OG Murky, on TikTok, on OG Murky, on YouTube, OG Murky, on um, Instagram. Instagram. Um, I'm still working on some stuff, but yeah. But yeah. yeah. Where'd, you, okay, where'd you get your name from, OG Murky? <laughs> I don't know. So, back in the day, when I was younger, I had a friend, okay, and... I guess it was from Star Wars. I don't know. But my name was Murky Darkside. And his name wait, was... Wait, wait, wait. His name was Murky Lightside. Why? Was he white? You was he black? He was white. I was black. <laughs> he was white. I was black. He was Murky Lightside. I was Murky Darkside. I don't even know where he came from. But then I kind of started going off. And then I just went to Murky Darkside. But people just really called me Murky. And so all my gaming friends and stuff that I've gamed through the, the years, they just know me as Murk. Murk or Murky. And so I just went, okay, it's time to grow up a little bit and drop the murky dark side and just go like OG murky. And so that's kind of what I went to. Um, I kind of wanted to change it to something that's like super Christian, like something to really catch. Like I know some people that are pastors and stuff and they name their handle pastor. So so I could have did like Pastor Harlan, but just everybody knows me as OG murky right now. So Pastor OG murky. Pastor Merck. <laughs> Pastor Merck. Run up on you. What's up? Mm-hmm. Pastor Bump Dark that. Side. I don't think that'll go Pastor. well. <laughs> Welcome to the dark. No, I'm not trying to start no cult. <laughs> I don't think that will work well. Nah. Oh, my goodness. Man. Welcome to the dark side, guys. <laughs> so glad you're here. Even his voice is metal. <laughs> 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 oh man well listen guys it's been real <laughs> I don't know about you but it's been real listen <laughs> listen if your kids 
might need a whooping. Well. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to say it. Do it. <laughs> do it. <laughs> Ain't nobody from the snitch on you. Do it. <laughs> Discipline. Listen. <laughs> Spirit of rhyme, spoil the child. Amen. <laughs> Don't forget about that scripture right there. <laughs> Listen, if you planted some seeds and you didn't know they were going to sprout. Well. If somebody brought a gun to school. Mm. Not today, Satan. <laughs> Bump that. <laughs> Listen, if you just having a rough week. Well, day. 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 Mm-hmm. Hour. Mm-hmm. Listen. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm over here looking. <laughs> <laughs> Bump that. What'd you think, Harlan? What is something what's something somebody might be dealing with right now? That Oof. they need to bump that to. <laughs> Man, I don't really <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> There's just so much going on. I don't know. I don't want to say something wrong or anything. <laughs> But trust, if something is funky, just say bump that. You know what I mean? (laughs) If something just don't feel right, bump that. Mm. Yes. Listen, just take a deep breath, close your eyes, and say, bump Bump that. that. God's going to take care of it. Listen, just don't cuss them out. Just say bump that. That's acceptable. (laughs) That's acceptable. Just bump that. (laughs) Listen. Because there are some times when you really do have to practice your restraint. Okay? Amen. <laughs> okay? Hallelujah. We were talking about that in kids' church today. Listen, it ain't sinful to have to be angry. It's what you do in that anger. Mm. Right? Preach. <laughs> well. So don't come rolling up on me on some crazy stuff because, you know. Because you get that bump that hands. That's what you're going to get. Listen, God's still working <laughs> with me. God's still working through me. <laughs> Try Jesus. Not me. Listen. Because <laughs> I fight. <laughs> Listen, we love you guys. And hey, if you have a bump that moment you want to share with us, please, please email us at thebumpthatpodcast at gmail.com. Also, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram. You can also check out me and Shelby's social media. I'll be honest with you, with you guys. I am not the most active on social media, so I'm working on it. I'm working on it. You can message me, though. I am <laughs> a little bit more than her. But I do check our email daily, okay? So just just to let you know. But, hey, I'm working on a me and Shelby going to be get more into that. We're, we're <laughs> ch- TikTok will be coming soon. TikTok will be coming soon. And so video might be even coming soon. So just keep your hey. ears perked up, Okay. But we love you guys. We hope you guys have an amazing week. And hey, listen, if you need to bump that, just holler at us. That's all. Just say it. <laughs> just, just say it. It's fine. Just, just say it. Just bump that. <laughs> <laughs> Harlan, thanks for joining us this episode for our first um, edition of the Struggle is Real segment. This is going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait the to. The Struggle is this. Real. Thank you for having me. Yeah. I, I had fun. It was fun. I mean, of course, we see each other almost every day, so. <laughs> I have fun just saying bump that. 
Yeah, you've said it a lot. <laughs> Man, your attitude right now, bump that. Uh, shut up. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Guys, we cannot. This microphone right here, bump that. <laughs> we can't have him on the show no more. <laughs> Man, bump y'all attitudes right there. Oh, why even do that? Then you gonna bump me. Nah. <laughs> Cause you're over there about to fall out of the chair laughing so hard. No. Bump that. Y'all ain't for to do me like that. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. But yeah, so we can't wait for next month when we have our next uh installment of The Struggle is Real. I'm coming segment. back. Hey, come back. Actually, I'm, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna invite myself. I'm kidding. Come, come I'm on. Kidding. Come on. Sometimes we need that male perspective <laughs> on things. So we we got you. We got you. So I'll let you spread the love. Okay, Harlem Crew Romance. Be quiet. Romance? <laughs> Shut up. That was, my, that was my nickname, Harlem Crew uh, Romance. You got to see them right now. Get out of here. That was my name. <laughs> Romance. We gotta be close to each other so we can we share the microphone. We gotta be close to each other. Whatever. <laughs> Listen, I got that riz. What does Romance. that even mean? <laughs> that's what the youngins say these days for like game. Oh, that's lame. Riz. That's Your why they ain't got no game because they use the words like <laughs> riz. <laughs> riz. That's yeah, what the youngins are saying. Oh, well, well. I got that W riz. Listen, it's all right. Y'all don't. It's hey. not like you got Ritz crackers. That's what it's <laughs> like. Man, I'm going to say it one more time. Bump that. <laughs> okay, no more. No more, hon. No more. <laughs> all right. Get out of here yes. before you keep saying it. Yeah, get off the mic. Anyways, we <laughs> love you guys, and we will catch y'all next week. Bye. Bye. Bump that. <laughs> <laughs>